Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 6.52 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. Uh, As you guys know, we will be going live here on Facebook with the news starting at 8 o'clock a.m. every Monday through Friday. Catch us from Facebook, or excuse me, catch us on Facebook live with the news 8 to 9 a.m. Make sure that you guys tune in to that. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the headlines and I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners who will be tuning in. Joining us on Facebook, but we do have a few updates. Uh, I want to say a good morning and a shout out to our friends out there. Jamie Mosser, Kane County State's attorney. Uh, So many good people, so much great stuff going on. Um, and also Jen and our friends who are on the Civilian Review Board. Uh, the Civilian Review Board has just been convened, and they will be, uh, I don't want to over or understate what they'll do, but they are an effective liaison between uh, the citizenry and the police department. <clears throat> There's things they can do, things they cannot do, get to know who they are and uh, what the Civilian Review Board does. Okie dokie. So first things first, uh, we've got some stuff to tell you guys about that is very important for you to take part in. So remember that at 900 North Lake Street, which is Northgate Plaza, there is um, the fundraiser going on with Windy City Amusements. Um, Windy City Amusements is uh, having a funnel cake fundraiser, which will benefit mutual, or not mutual ground, I'm sorry, Fox Valley United Way. Uh, fried Twinkies, fried Oreos, and much more. Your proceed benefits our friends of the Fox Valley United Way. It's Thursdays through Sundays this month and then the month of May, next month. So if you're in the area, come check it out. Criminal justice reform is going to be uh, taking place and being discussed once again uh, this month on the 29th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. It'll be online. There is registration that's required. You can go do that on our Facebook page. We have posted the event. Uh, so HB 3653 has been signed into law by Governor Pritzker, uh, but there's still a lot of misconception around it. There are people out there who tell you that it lets criminals, I don't know, get away with murder and all that other kind of silly stuff, which is not true. So smoke out the fact from the fiction and uh, take part in the event and learn about what is happening out there. Okay, now also I've been telling you guys about the 
April Foods Day event. Blue Cross and Blue Shield has teamed up with many area food pantries, including our own Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry uh, here on Highland Avenue in Aurora. And they are doing this to highlight and bring awareness to uh, the increase in food pantries and food banks since the beginning of the pandemic. Many families need uh, all kinds of help and assistance. So April Food Day is going to be Tuesday, April 20th, and it'll be from 10 a.m. to noon. The other joining pantries are Christ Pantry and Joliet, For Kids Sake Incorporated Food Pantry and Enrichment Center, and Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry, also the Salvation Army of Springfield, located in Springfield. All right, 10 a.m. to noon on Tuesday, April 20th. Shouts out. Okay, uh, and then real quick, last but certainly not least, not in the least bit, did you know that the Paramount Theater is teaming up uh, with North Island and on the 24th from 9 a.m. to noon, you will be able to take part in Earth Day Cleanup sponsored by or brought to us by the uh, Paramount Theater. Now, your favorite morning radio host will be there in the flesh the get there at 8 a.m., get tools, invest. You can stay as long as you like. And, uh, yeah, quite positive, really cool, really good thing taking place. So get ready for that. All right. And I think that's it for the news. Be sure that you guys check us out, subscribe, um, and get ready to tune in on Facebook. You should be doing that. Pour up your coffee and get ready for what's about to happen. And that is the news. All right, Christian, good morning, sir. Good morning. Glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, for It's a part two, uh, because you were interviewed by our friend Salvatore, yep. our brother, uh, but that was over Zoom. Mm -hmm. This is the first in-person one. Good to see you. Thank you. And that was also about insurance. This is about food. Yes. Yeah, that was for uh, my other business. I have an insurance agency with Country Financial. Country Financial, that's right. Okay. For our listeners and those who are unfamiliar with you, let us know who you are and where you're from. My name is Christian Sines, born and raised here in Aurora, Illinois. Uh, proud owner of Rock and Taco Food Supply Company. Uh, we do catering, we do pop-ups, we do sauces, we do rubs. Expanding everything a little bit, growing, growing it in uh, multiple different directions. What's the difference between a sauce and a rub? Uh, so, uh, rub is like dry. Okay. So it's dry powder, like a seasoning. Use it for briskets, uh, you know, pork shoulders, chicken, things like that. And then your sauces, your hot sauces, your barbecue sauces, it's liquid. Okay. Yeah. And you said born and raised here? Yes, sir. All right. East side or west side? Because it doesn't matter on the on show. Born on the east side at the old Copley, but 60506 since I've been home. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Uh, what are just a couple of some big changes that you've seen Aurora make in your time being young and now? Man, so many. So many good ones. Uh, the downtown, I think, is definitely coming back. And when I was when I was young 20s, trying to get out of Aurora because, you know, nothing was happening here. There was a lot of talk, but not a lot of movement. It seemed like we needed to have um, big names, um, corporate type of businesses come in to kind of bring it up. But looking at it right now, there's no corporate anything here. You know, we don't got Starbucks, but we got three premium coffee shops in downtown Aurora. Right. You know, we have businesses that are owned by people that want to see this community, like, come up. 
and that's been a that's been a great thing. Right. Um, and to that point too, I think that a lot of people believe that that's what it takes. Right. They think we'll need the big chain. Right. We'll need the big guy to come in to make it all, mm -hmm. like happen. Yeah. And that's not really the case. No. It's been it's been a good thing to see that it hasn't been the case. Okay. So we're gonna talk food. Are you yes. ready for talking food all day? Or at least I, all I guess I can do it. <laughs> all right. Um, growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? Biggest. Biggest one with... Uh, my mom is a, a crazy good cook. You don't get to this kind of body with a mom that can't cook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so I, I learned a lot from her. Um, you know, my mom's from Mexico. Uh, came here in the late 70s. And just... She's a wizard, man. She's a wizard in the, in the kitchen. Um, never had cooking as a job or anything like that, just something, you know, she cooked at home uh, for her brothers and sisters, cooked for her, my dad, my siblings, and things like that. Um, but I definitely learned a lot from my mom, um, the ability to cook for a lot of people, because um, we're a big traditional Mexican family. I have, like, something like 71 first cousins. Mm -hmm. So when we have big family gatherings, you know, it's it's not uncommon to cook for 125 people for a cookout. Right. Um, and so that really helped me when I was, you know, getting into uh, cooking and, um, you know, working in restaurants. And then when I finally opened up my own place uh, in Chicago years ago, um, a lot of that was very helpful with, you know, being able to plan and prepare and uh, expect volume. Right. Um, so my mom was a huge influence. Where did you go to high school? I went to Rural Christian. Okay. Preschool through high school. Okay. When did you graduate? 2002. Right. All right. Um, what's your post-high school education? I went to Wabansi Community College um, to study criminal justice, and then I went to an online school called American Intercontinental U University, um, where I realized that I didn't want to be a police officer. And what, what made you think that you wanted to be? Ever since I was a kid, I just uh, I felt it was a, a field that would offer the ability to offer protection to not just my family, but my community that, you know, I live in. Sure. You know, if I wanted to be a police officer, I was going to be here in Aurora um, to try to make an impact. But, you know, I had some professors who kind of showed the true side, unfortunately, of, you know, you can't make as much of a change as you'd like from that side of it. You know, you could have a big arrest and the person get away in a technicality and not really make a difference. But somebody who's maybe trying to feed his family gets caught up in a petty crime, he's going to get locked up for years. Right. Um, and I wasn't okay with that. Um, and at the time, I was... Working in a restaurant, by chance, not because I was pursuing that, but it just you know happened to work out that way, and um, the chaos of that, of the the stress of a restaurant and things like that was something that I really gravitated to, because um, you know you get over a dinner rush or a lunch rush, and you come out ahead. It's you know it's a euphoric rush, right? Uh, and I like that, you know, I like right. that level of stress, and I was like, oh, maybe this was something, because in in high school it was always criminal justice or culinary school. Um, but at the time, it wasn't cool to, to go to culinary school, and my parents were like, no. You know, there's plenty of cooks. You don't need to go to school to be a cook. Right. So, criminal justice it was, hmm. but that just wasn't for me. So, having, uh, so, being mildly interested in criminal justice, but working in the food industry at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. What restaurant was that? At that time, it was Noodles and Company. Noodles and Company? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was poached... From uh, one of my clients when I was managing over at a Caribou Coffee. Opened the first uh, drive through Caribou Coffee in Illinois. Not a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a big deal. Word up. Um, and one of my clients there was, you know, was like, hey, you know, I really like the way you run this here. You should come work for us. And 
I never heard of Noodles and Company. I thought it was a factory, to be honest with you, um, that made pasta. I'd never been to it. Um, but uh, it was a very good uh, foot in the door um, into a restaurant. I was, I was there as a manager, but uh, some of the guys there were, you know, like, hey, why don't you come back here, help us out, you know, do some cooking and things like that. And it's where I repolished my Spanish because Spanish was my first language, mm -hmm. but I went to a school where I was the Mexican kid for probably two or three grades that spoke Spanish. My friends weren't Spanish speaking. So when I got to the restaurant, I'm like, oh, yeah, I speak Spanish. Let me chop it up with these guys. And right. there was one guy there who would, you know, I asked him to do something, and he would just be like, bah, ha, 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 like, rudely laughing in my face. And one time I got him, and was like, hey, you know, that's disrespectful. I'm your manager. You can't do that. Like, what's your problem with me? He's like, oh, I don't got a problem with you. It's your Spanish that I have a problem with. It's like, what's wrong with my Spanish? He's like, the fact that you think there's nothing wrong with your Spanish is what I find so funny. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, I, I, got, I got kind of mad. But I told him, I was like, you know what, help me with my Spanish and I'll help you with your English. And being in an environment where I could, was speaking Spanish more consistently, more consistently, uh, really helped me get my Spanish back. Because I got to the point where I would talk to my parents in English, they talked to me in Spanish. We're communicating, no issue. I'd go to Mexico. Uh, if I didn't know a word in Spanish, I'd say it in English. My cousins were taking English classes down there, so they knew what I was saying. Right. So in my mind, everything was cool. Um, so that's one of the big things that... Uh, that really helped me get that back over there. Okay, so his, so basically his criticism with your Spanish was like, it was, and this is not to be in a pejorative fashion, but it was like gringo Spanish. Was that it? It wasn't like authentic? Was that? It was, I just wasn't speaking proper Spanish. Okay. Like not even like uh, all of my, no, it wasn't even like that. It was just the words that I was using or making up or, you know, and, and in my mind, again, I, I didn't, I didn't hear anything wrong just because mm -hmm. that's how I've been speaking. Sure. But he called me out on it. Um, and he helped me correct it, and it's something that I'm very grateful for, because now with my kids, you know, we speak to them in Spanish, we're having them learn the proper words, and, you know, not the, uh, the mucho Spanish that a lot of us speak. Right. So, it was a good experience for that, too. Okay. So, you are working at Noodles & Company. Mm -hmm. You have decided that criminal justice and being a police officer is not, uh, uh, being a police officer, excuse me, is not for you. What happened next? What was the, what, what sealed the deal of the culinary experience? Um, well, like I said, it was always, cooking was a passion of mine, and mm -hmm. it was always my idea to, to have my own place. So, you know, from there, it was like, okay, what's, what's the next step I go into? I should probably learn more management, bigger place. So mm -hmm. from there, I went to this, uh, this place out in Crystal Lake where I was a manager out there for, uh, for a little bit. I was a bar manager, and much higher volume, had the bar side, had the restaurant side, staff of like 70, 80, Mm -hmm. uh, people, um, and they brought me in because I came from a little bit more of a corporate structure. They wanted to grow. Um, doesn't always work out how they plan out. Um, long story short, the owner's assistant was committing a fraud and using me as a scapegoat. So I got fired, mm -hmm. and then later they caught her that she had like funneled like fifty thousand dollars from them to help pay her mortgage. Um, so bad experience from there, um, but I learned a lot. You know, it was every time I, I go into something new where, you know, I'm not sure. It's like, what can I learn from this? What can I take away from this? What'd you learn from that? Uh, learn how to do volume, volume and and mass staff capacity. You know, there was busboys, there's the delivery drivers, or the host girls, the servers, the bartenders, all the kitchen staff, the two different kitchens that it had. Um, so it was a big scope. 
uh, more than just you know managing a three thousand dollar revenue day at Noodles and Company. We're a restaurant that was doing four million dollars a year, so it was much right. busier and, and much larger volume. So an experience of a larger volume, but not in a corporate. Or, or in the corporate structure that Noodles and Company has. Right. They were wanting to go that way, and every time I tried to implement something like, this is what we do, you guys have this, you know, $20,000 computer system, this does staffing, this does labor reports, this, 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 and they were running things on Excel sheets. I'm printing pieces of paper, not even in the Excel sheet computer, mm -hmm. um, and just trying to, like, have them use that was shut down because this person realized, I'm going to get caught up. Right. Because there's going to be no escaping this, so I'd go print out these reports and they'd be deleted. Mm -hmm. So it was stressful in that sense that, like, you know, I wasn't from there, so we can get this guy out and he'll be the fall guy. And, you know, later she got caught and, you know, right. it is what it is. So you leave that restaurant. Mm -hmm. What came next? Uh, I went to go work in insurance for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Okay, what was that like? Um, it was an office job. Um, but the pay was good. I needed a break from, from the restaurant. Why? Uh, what's that? Why did you need a break from the restaurant? You know, getting fired is never a, a great thing to deal with. And it so wasn't your fault, though. It wasn't my fault, and I knew that, but I was a little jaded. Um, and I had some friends that were working at Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm like, oh, come check it out. And, uh, so I was there for a little bit, and uh, a buddy of mine that we had worked together at Noodles and Company, you know, we were talking, and we talked about, you know, opening up a place and, you know, what kind of food and, you know, we looked in Aurora, we looked uh, in Schomburg area mm -hmm. trying to find a place that we could make our own. And the, the original concept was like a burger joint, like burger and beer. Um, and we were looking at this place out in Glen Ellen, I think, and the building could be rehabbed and built out and I'm just like the cost of this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like just the cost of tables and chairs alone is going to be a ridiculous amount. And I went on Craigslist real quick, just like, you know, search restaurant tables and chairs. And I popped up this uh, restaurant for sale in Lakeview for 25000 mm -hmm. fully equipped. It's like, oh, Bet. let's go Let's go for a drive and we'll go check it out. Right. And uh, went out there, it was a small place, um, I think like eight tables. Um, but it had everything. It had refrigeration, it had the grills, you know, everything we needed to, to do something with it. And, you know, we were tossing around ideas of what to do, what to do. And, you know, ultimately, like, why don't we do tacos? Like, you know, he's from the, the Bay Area in California, Mission District. And he had a couple of places out there that he was really fond of. And, you know, the original concept was, like, let's, let's push burritos. And it's like, eh, I don't want to kind of be like a Chipotle comparison. Like, we can have burritos, but let's, let's not be a burrito place. And, mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a musician, I play the drums, um, and it just came like, what, you know, some tacos, what about the name Rockin' Taco? And it's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, that was in September of 2009, 2010, I think, when we took over and I quit Blue Cross Blue Shield, went all in, thinking this was a functioning restaurant, turnkey, we'll be in and out, I'll be rocking and rolling in a month. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, yeah. But the thing about the city of Chicago is nothing's ever that simple. And so we opened up in February of the next year. 20. So, so if it was twenty, if it was 2009 when we got it, 2010 okay. is when we, when we opened up. And, you know, we're still recovering from the 2008 financial crisis. And thankfully we were in Lakeview. So, um, you know, 
people of means were a little bit more around and things like that. And we met some great people out there that really, you know, connected us to people to, to get the name out there. Um, you know, we got interviewed by uh, Red Eye, um, Chicago Reader. Um, we even got reviewed by the Sun-Times and a couple other people. And, you know, that really brought us some really great exposure. Um, so that was great. It was even featured in the, the Food Network for one of the hot sauces that we do. We had a hot sauce, a uh, 10 Tacos from Hell food challenge. Oh, nice. With a 666 hot sauce that was, uh, you know, crazy hot. I had left the restaurant before they came due to some disagreements with the uh, other business partner. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll leave it at that. You know, there's some, some unpleasantness between us. Beef. Undermining, you know, the, the idea was this door to this door, I run the restaurant, you do the books, and be here when I can't be here. Right. It turned into, do what I say, I sign your checks. Don't right. listen to what Christian said. You can't really come up from that, you know, you work 80, 100, 120 hours a week, not paying yourself to pay staff to keep this business going. You know, you get some great exposure. When we were interviewed by the, uh, the Sun-Times, I mean, we got rocked, like, for days after. Word up. Where, on like on a Tuesday, we ran out of food for the entire day by 12.30. And had to tell people that were forming a line out there, like, hey, we're so sorry, we're out of food. No one had told us to expect twice as much. We weren't staffed for it. You know, we, would, we didn't prep enough for it because right. it's during the week. Um, and so you can either take those opportunities and, like, really succeed with them. But if people go and someone's yelling at staff or arguing with, with the customers, well, that's not going to be a good experience regardless of... Sure. How great the exposure was. So Food Network came in and I was like, hey, they're coming in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out um, so you can do it because in your mind, this is your restaurant. And your father-in-law put it the, the bulk of the money, so it'll be your restaurant. Right. Um, I just don't want to be tied to anything should there be any like debt, things like that. So then I left that restaurant. Six months later, it closed. And... You know, I've gone back to visit some friends in the area, and one of them uh, went to his coffee shop, and, you know, hey, what's going on, Kev? How's it going? And he's like, oh, good to see you. And he's like, hey, I just want to apologize. Like, For what? Like, me and you are cool. He's like, yeah, but when you were leaving Taco and all that stuff that was going on, you know, dude said some stuff about you, and not that I believed it, but I guess I didn't automatically discredit it. Mm -hmm. And I just want to apologize for entertaining that that was you. And that kind of like, it kind of hurt because like, what is this dude saying? This guy that was supposed to be my friend was saying about me to make himself seem better. Right. And so, you know, that ended and I left there and kind of sat on my hands for like six months, like trying to figure out what the next move was. And you know, I was 25, 26 at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and this was my all in, you know, in my head, like, oh, this is what's happening. Let's yeah, I know. We're going to blow up. It's going to be huge. And, uh, you know, it didn't go that way. And, you know, got into banking and banking got into uh, where I'm at. Uh, my other main job, Country Financial, um, which has been great. It's it, it's what I thought banking was going to be, where, you know, you go to bank. You're, this is your banker. This is your guy. He's going to be there to help you out. Mm -hmm. What it really was is we've maxed out the value that they have to us next and get penalized for taking your time to help somebody figure out, like, why am I going 
Why am I going over a budget every week? Like, wait, person? man, you get penalized for? Not penalized, but definitely not. Uh, they don't encourage you to. And again, this is at the time. Uh, they didn't encourage you to take the time to help somebody if there was no more value. Got it. Kind of frowned upon practice. So they have direct deposit. They right. have a line of credit. They do they have investment accounts? No. Okay. Well, then why are you spending more time with them? Hmm. It became acceptable to make them wait 15 minutes in the lobby, and push an ATM or online banking. Oh. And I wasn't okay with that. And uh, my, my friend Felipe, who is my insurance agent, still to this day, I got an email from him saying, hey, looking for a career change. And I called him up. I was like, tell me more about this. He's like, oh, you're really good at this. You should come check it out. And that was uh, six years ago this month. And it's been, it's been great. And nice. the, the best thing about it was the, when, I, when I told the bank I was quitting, the manager is like, well, where are you going to go? Like, I'm going to go do insurance. He's like, well, it's a very high turnover. Good luck. So I'm glad that I'm still doing it and I'm happy with what I do and not tied to a job that trying to just count the days out. Right. Um, I actually help people. I'm developing those lifelong relationships. You know, some of the clients that uh, I've started with who had preteens are now driving, we're adding them. Some of them who had kids that, you know, went off to college and came back, they're they're setting up their lives and now I'm their agent. So it's cool. Like it is that lifelong connection with people um, that I was looking for um, in terms of like in an industry where I can help people, educate people um, and build a, a relationship with them. So that's been, that's been fantastic. Um, and so that was that. And then the Rock and Taco Food Supply Company came about three and a half years ago, four years ago. Um, I got the itch, man. I got the itch to cook again. I didn't want to do a full-on restaurant because you really have to be there. Um, and so I was talking to my wife about it, and I was like, I, I want to do food, I want to do food. And she's like, we'll do it while the kids are little, you know, figure out something. And it started off as, uh, like, I'll just do catering. You know, there's people that have been reaching out to me. If I could do this, I could do that. So I'm like, yeah, we'll do those small parties. If I want to do them, I'll do them. And if I, you know, I say, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm booked. You know, real controlled amount of, of workflow that way with that. And, uh, you know, there was a couple places that really helped me get established. Uh, Kiwi Audio is a recording studio out in Batavia. And I created a, a menu for them mm -hmm. because they would have sessions sometimes going 2, 3 in the morning recording. And, you know, my buddy there, Brad, uh, it's like, hey, let me do a menu. And this can be another option besides, like, pizza. Um, and that really kind of helped me, like, figure out, you know, portion control and, like, this is way too much for four people. Next thing, next time they're going to order, you know, there's like ten people and they're going to order order your food for four people and they're going to they're going to eat like kings. Like I got to adjust this, tweak this, you know, ah, right. get that kind of uh, get those because it was it's a little bit different than just you know this is a taco, this is a burrito amount, you know. Um, so that was that was a great opportunity for me to kind of build the menu, figure out the portions, and then uh, I would do uh, trap kitchens out of my house and kind of post it up and, you know, people will come check it out. And, you know, the catering uh, orders get a little bit more regular, more consistent. Uh, last year we had a lot planned. Unfortunately, COVID right. kind of derailed some of that stuff. Um, but, you know, you adjust and you adapt. Um, prior to COVID, I started bottling the hot sauce that I was dropping off with the catering orders when they would do, like, tacos or Mexican food. Um, to kind of, you know, do a branding thing. Right. Because you can drop it off in a tub, but there's nothing on there that says anything. And at least 
a bottle with your label on it, someone will take it, keep it in the fridge, and be like, oh yeah, these guys. Yeah. Um, and then people would start asking me, like, hey, can I just, can I get just the hot sauce? Can I get just the, the this sauce? And so that started developing into its own thing and expanded from uh, the green and the red to now there's like five hot sauces and a barbecue sauce. Um, added the, you know, some rubs to that as well, um, just to kind of change the market of what I was able to push out there with, with COVID kind of being restricting. This was a way to kind of keep building the brand, keep some momentum going. And, you know, that, that's been going great as well. Um, we've sent sauce off to Afghanistan, you know, Florida, uh, Kansas City, California, um, which I'm, you know, thankful that people have ordered it, you know, friends or friends of friends or people will buy it and they'll give it to other people. Um, you know, I have great neighbors and they've been, you know, fantastic and being supportive and, you know, not, not questioning when, you know, a bunch of cars are rolling up in front of the house and, you know, the bag man's coming out. Right. Give himself out to cars. Um, and then uh, the thing that's gone from there is, which has been great here in Aurora, is pop-ups. Right. Um, I think McCarty Mills is a great place for, for a lot of uh, small chefs um, who have left maybe the restaurant that they were at because of COVID or wanted to branch out on their own establish a name for themselves have kind of been this great little incubator and it's been a great way to help them out by bringing people that maybe didn't know McCarty Mills was there. Mm -hmm. It's a great place for McCarty Mills to bring people to build a name and go from there um, and so that, that's been awesome. Good. Um, and that's one of those, those things that you see change in Aurora. Um, I feel like Aurora kind of had a little bit of a haterish attitude uh, even going back 10 years where people here would be like hey, yeah, you know, you're doing good, but wouldn't, like, really promote you to help you out. Yeah. I, and yeah. that's something that I've seen change a lot, um, where it is, how can I help you? Let me help you out. You know, right. Because we're, we're all doing this for here, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we want to see this become a hub of, of a cool place to be where it's not like, oh, let's go to Chicago, let's go to Naperville, let's go to the Riverwalk somewhere else. It's... Let's go, let's go home. Right. We'll do something at home. Um, and that's so a big change that I've seen, which has been fantastic. So, um, and in speaking about that specifically, like you've done um, many a pop-up at McCarty Mills. Mm -hmm. You had one not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken, right? How long ago was it? Has uh, it been? At McCarty over... Mills, it was just last month, I think. Yeah, I thought it was about a month or two and ago. And I'll, I'll be there again this Sunday. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I was at Pollyanna last weekend, mm -hmm. um, and I'll be at Brother Chimp, uh, for Cinco de Mayo. So, the pop-up things are, are definitely picking up, and, you know, the private catering gigs, did one of those on Sunday, um, for some friends, so it's, you know, it's definitely coming back. Word up. Which is great. All right. What's special about your tacos? Why should I check out Rocket Taco? What, what, what you got that Taco Bell doesn't have, man? Well, I don't have no, I don't the yellow cheese. I don't, <laughs> yellow cheese. I don't yeah, got lettuce. Sure, sure. Um, you know, the, 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 since the first Rock and Taco, it was always like, let's take a street taco and just make it a little bit better ingredient. So it's better cuts of meat. It's seasoned better. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I understand why some of the smaller places that do large volume buy what they buy. It's because they need to crank stuff out. So 
it's much easier for them to buy, you know, 30 pounds of pre-cut taco meat that they're going to, you know, salt, pepper, and there you go. Um, you know, the, they have some recipes that work, or if they're established enough, they don't really need to make it any better. They just need to make it fast. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I have the luxury to kind of take my time and make this specifically for this. Right. Um, you know, I, I make Cubanos, and people tell me, like, these are some of the, you know, best Cubanos that I've had. Um, and it's because I, I have the luxury of time to be like, okay, I'm going to make this mojo pork be the best mojo pork it can be because I'm doing it for this event. Right. I'm doing it for this pop-up. And, you know, some, some restaurants that have, like, 40, 50 things on the menu, they unfortunately don't have the luxury to kind of, like, I'm going to make this one the best one of this one, and I'm going to do this because they can't. It might be like, I got this, 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 and these are the main ingredients. We can do something like this. Right. And it's close. Um, but when you, can, when you can take the time and, like, just make this the best you can... It's obviously going to be better. And the details show through, of yeah. course. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can taste, you can definitely taste the difference between something that's like new, unique, and dynamic. It's a new sauce. You ain't had it before. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, a new type of heat or something like that. Yeah, you can definitely um, yeah. taste the difference. I've always felt like people who are starting off or trying to do something in an independent fashion may inadvertently end up recreating the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I've seen people who try to do pop-ups and foods and things like that, right? And they're just trying to have it come into existence yeah. as opposed to having a product that is identifiably different mm -hmm. than the next guy. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? To a certain degree. Um, because, for example, in Aurora, we got has all over the place. Right. So I will probably never do a taco pop-up in Aurora unless someone's hiring me to do tacos in Aurora. Um, I will do different, like this Sunday, for example, I'm doing what's called a branchisa, which is a take on a, a taquisa, which is having tacos. Mm -hmm. But it's breakfast, so it's breakfast sausage, ham, bacon, chorizo. Right. That's the meat. And that's going to be served with uh, eggs, potatoes, uh, frijoles, and salsa. So you're going to make breakfast tacos. So, yes, it's tacos, but it's not like taco de asa, taco al pastor, you know, gotcha. those types of things. But if you make a really, really good taco al pastor, why would you not lead with that? Good point. So it's, it's not trying to do it, but it's if you feel like yours is the best out there, get that out there. Right. Good point. Um, and that's... This Sunday, what's the times? Uh, be 12 to 3. 12 to 3, okay. The smell started at 11. Word up. Yeah, they do, boy. Yeah, they do. Shots out the whole River Street, the whole oh, yeah. strip. Yes, they do. Glad you're smelling good. I, um, you know what's interesting, too, since you mentioned that? So, like, you've got... All right, so we've got the corner of what is Benton and Broadway. That's where... Society 57 is, mm -hmm. you can pretty much start smelling McCarty Mills's food once you kind of round that corner. Yeah. Like, I, I used to live downtown, and I remember, like, when I would get to, like, that block, then I could, you know, peep with my nasal. Yes. Like, oh, you know, they, they getting down down there. Your nasal site. Yep, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, what's next? What's next for Rock and Taco? What's next? Continuing to develop a, a menu. Um, I'm talking with some people about getting a, a mobile kitchen, okay, uh, like a food truck type thing, and the the design of it to be able to swap parts in and out to 
depending on what the food is, you know, if I don't need to take a grill or a griddle, sure. take it out. You know, make it work for what's going to be needed. Um, and, and the plan is if that gets rolling, um, have a couple of them. And this one will be, like, let's say this is a Cubano one, this one's a taco one, this is a whatever, this one's a mobile kitchen for whatever events. Um, and train people to go put them up in different places. Nice. Um, you know, we're, we're very fortunate that the craft beer industry has really blown up in our area and there's lots of different places and um, those things are, are fantastic for, for food trucks and, you know, mobile cooks and, and people like us that are trying to do something different um, and bring a different thing to, to the area. What's your favorite food? Um, besides tacos? Mm -hmm. I like Italian food. Favorite meal, favorite dish? If you were on death row and you had one last meal, croissant, last meal, buddy, what'll it be? Probably, Not to get morbid on a morning show, but. Probably the brisket tamales that we make. Okay. They, they're just so different. And I don't have them all the time. Mm -hmm. So when I do have them, it's like, man, this is good. It's a treat. Yeah. <laughs> um,. What does America mean to you? That's a that's a tough question because as as a Mexican American, America to me means two continents, not just 50 states. Um, you know, it's it's a land of indigenous people that unfortunately don't have the rights that they should. Right. Um, but I also feel it's a, it's a place where you can make your own way. The opportunities are there. Um, I know it's, it's a tough question. I got, I got mixed feelings on that one. Um, but to me, the, this is where my family's from, you know, going back hundreds of years, you know, from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, this, this is, this is our place. Right. Um, and then, lastly, question I have is, um, who has been, uh, or do you have a, uh, do you have any, or do you have a mentor? Um, I don't know if there's like a mentor-mentor that I have, but there's definitely like professional peers that mm -hmm. uh, I look up to and, you know, I, I admire and respect. Uh, Dan from Gillerson's is one of them. Okay. Um, just as someone who has really made this community his and really helps out and you know any way that he can um, I really admire and respect that and I try to do that as as much as I can and um, you know get back to the community I'll, I'll try to you know do food for uh, Hesed House um, and it's not something like you know I, I do for like social media and stuff like that it's, you know if I'm at the store and I get a good deal on something you know for, for a catering order well you know I'll use some of that some of that profit from my order and, you know, do something special for those people over there as well. Right. Um, right. Uh, when I was at McCarty Mills a couple weeks ago, a buddy of mine, um, DJ my old band, uh, Ryan A.V., who's also a painter in our area, uh, his girlfriend was in a really bad car accident, and I used that pop-up to take some of those proceeds to kind of donate for some of those expenses that they're going to have that she won't be able to work and things like that. So trying to use the platform as a way to be helpful. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
Now this will be the real finally. Um, for those getting to know and coming out to try mm -hmm. Rock and Taco, what is the one thing that you would advise them to check out? What do they need to taste? Um, I gotta say the sauces. The sauces kind of. Me and my dad fight on this a lot because he says, and you know, any taco just needs a good sauce, and I disagree. I think a taco needs to be good on its own, and the sauce will make it better. Seasoned meat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just take garbage ingredients and be like, here's a taco with good sauce. You can't do that. But I think the sauces take it to a whole other level uh, in, ter in terms of flavor depth. And um, I'm very passionate about sauces, and I think it's a shame that it's an expected giveaway uh, when you go to a Mexican restaurant. You go to Olive Garden, for example, you ask for a cup of marinara, they're going to charge you for that. Yes, they are. What? But you go to Taqueria, here's something that has a lot of ingredients, it's time-consuming, and it's... there it is. So to me, it's not fair. Hmm. There's a lot of complex detail in, in Mexican cuisine that, unfortunately, I don't think is truly appreciated. Like, I'm not a fan of dollar tacos. I think it's unfair um, to the people making them, to people selling them, and I think it's unfair to the cuisine to put it in a budget category. From a consumer standpoint, yeah, dollar tacos are fantastic because you get them for a dollar. But I don't think it's the right way to treat our food. Um, so, again, I'll do like, you know, if, I, if you're getting a plate, you'll get, you know, sauce with, with me and stuff like that. But, you know, you want two, three, or four more, or you could buy a bottle of my hot sauce. And you can take it home, you can have as much of that as you want. Because I put just as much as work into this stuff as I did to the food. And I feel like it needs to be treated equally. The show ends on a positive note. What is your message today for the people of Aurora? Stick with it. Aurora is coming up, and we're all part of making it come up. Um, support your local businesses, go downtown, eat at different places, drink at different places. So we've got three premium coffee shops in downtown Aurora. Hit them up. We've got a tap house in Aurora now. Go check that place out. Uh, you know, Gillerson's. Go do some clothes shopping. There's tons of places here. Um, shout out to my boy Stealth Art. You can get his stuff over at Cottonseed, uh, um, downtown Aurora. Um, just keep supporting it. Uh, this is going to be a place that you're proud to say you're from. And Sunday, be at McCarty Mills from noon Sunday to McCarty Mills. Yeah, we're not. We're Check not. out Rock and Taco Food Supply <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram um, so that we can keep track of where we're going. Uh, that's where I post stuff. I don't have a website because I'm just slow dragging on it. Um, if there's anyone out there that wants to uh, take over social media relations for me, let me know. Um, I got three kids, one on the way. I don't got time for that, but I'd love to have someone do that for me. Um, and yeah, come check us out. Congratulations to the child Thank on you. the way for you and the family. Appreciate that very much. Yeah, we appreciate your time coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, so all you listeners and viewers out there, please check out Rock and Taco. If you're in the area, be there or be square. Sunday, 140 South River Street, Suite 8. That's McCarty Mills. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to the whole family, the Sotos and all that. Oh, yes. And, um... Yeah, be blessed and stay tuned for all that Rock and Taco has coming, uh, coming soon. Yes, coming up. Yeah. yeah. On behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we want to say thank you to Christian Science for coming in to speak with us. All you guys, check this out. Subscribe and check out Rock and Tacos. Peace.